Are you a member of your state language association? Do you know what might be available to language teachers in your state? Well, in this episode, Jenny Delfini and Mike Mitchell highlight the work of state associations for language teachers. Jenny was the 2022 president, and Mike is the executive director of NYSAFELT, which is the New York State Association of Language Teachers. If you're not a member of your state language association, you will surely want to be after this discussion. So let's jump in. Are you a language teacher looking for some reassurance that what you're doing in the classroom is on the right track? Or maybe you're looking for some ways to teach even more effectively. If you're one or the other or somewhere in between, you've landed in the right place. This is the World Language Classroom Podcast with your host, me, Joshua Cabral. You're about to get tips, tools, and resources so that your students continue to rise in proficiency and communicate with confidence. Let's jump in. Vamos, allons-y. Hello, my friends. Bonjour, mes amis. Hola, mis amigos. Welcome to the World Language Classroom Podcast. I am Joshua Cabral, and you know I have to say thank you for being that incredible teacher that you are that takes time out of your week to spend a couple of extra minutes thinking about your teaching, hearing what other teachers are doing. It's what makes you an incredible educator, and I appreciate you so much for doing that. So today, my friends, we are going to be talking about state language associations and even a little bit about the regional and national associations as well. But if you've been listening to the podcast, you will often hear that when guests are on talking about what they're doing in their classrooms or conferences that they're going to, they often will mention their state language associations because they are pretty much in almost all the states by now, I would imagine, and they're doing such great work to support teachers, which I'm sure that you've heard about. Maybe you are a part of it, and if you're not a part of your state language organization, I am sure hoping that after today's conversation with Jenny Delfini and Mike Mitchell, that you will be really enticed to look into your state language association. So who are these people, Jenny Delfini and Mike Mitchell? Well, they are really good colleague friends of mine that I've known for some time. They are in New York. And Mike Mitchell is the executive director of NYSAFELT. And Jenny Delfini is the current president through the end of 2022 of NYSAFELT. And NYSAFELT is the New York State Association of Foreign Language Teachers. So they are in a perfect position to be able to talk to us about all that, not just just NYSAFELT offers in the state of New York, but what you can get out of your state language association as well. So in addition to being part of the leadership of NYSAFELT, they are both classroom teachers as well. Together amongst them, there's about 41 years of experience. So with Mike, he's a Spanish teacher in Bethlehem, New York, just outside of Albany. So Jenny Delfini is also a Spanish teacher, and she is in New Paltz, New York, and she is a FLES teacher, which, as you know, I am also a FLES teacher, so that's near and dear to my heart. So for her almost 21 years of teaching, she has mostly been spending her time with third through fifth graders. So lots of experience as educators, as well as in leadership positions. So Jenny and Mike, welcome to the World Language Classroom podcast. Thanks, Joshua. Yes, absolutely. So Mike, is there anything else about the journey of teaching about Mike Mitchell that you'd like to fill in the blanks? I'm originally from Long Island, but then after college, I stuck in Albany and have been here ever since. Excellent. How about you, Jenny? 
Want to so, fill in any blanks? <laughs> <laughs> my first five years of teaching, I was in Connecticut. And then I met my now husband and moved to the Hudson Valley of New York. And Excellent. I interviewed in a second grade classroom and haven't looked back. So I think we met for the first time at a Nicefelt Summer Institute, which was in Oneonta. Is that the first place we met? Do you remember? I believe it was. Yes. I was doing a workshop, I believe in the Fless track. And that's how we've connected over the years. That was, I can't even remember how long ago it was, but we've been, we've known each other for a while. Yeah. Let's leave it at that. We'll leave (laughs) it at that. Leave it at that. So let's jump in to this conversation about our state language associations. And I will start with you, Mike. When did you first become involved in Nicefelt? And what's this journey been for you over the years? I was told to join Nicefelt. My methods instructor, Elaine Margarita, who is a very well-known superstar in New York State, was my methods instructor. And she said, instead of getting books, I'm not sure what books we were going to have for our methods classes, but she said, instead of purchasing books, I want you all to join LILT, which was a regional organization, Long Island Language Teachers and Nicefelt. And I had not any idea what these organizations were, but my first exposure was just a social gathering with LILT. And a lot of Nicefelt people were at Lilt. And then I got introduced to Nicefelt and, and the rest is history. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jenny? When did the uh, Nicefelt journey start for you? So I joined Nicefelt as soon as I started teaching in New York, because when I had been in Connecticut, I had gone, I think, two years before joining ET Cult, which is their state organization. So I knew that joining had its benefits. And I joined right away and found out my colleagues were also members. And then we applied for a scholarship for blessed teachers and started going on the conference circuit and gotten more involved ever since. So I had Will Anderson on the podcast. He was actually my second guest on the podcast, like way back yes. when I first started. And he had mentioned that when he joined Nicefelt, it was his first teaching job and his department head just said, here, sign this paper, you're joining Nicefelt. And that's been his journey all along as well. And he was actually the interim executive director right before you took over. Correct, Mike? That's correct. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yep. I would like to really look at your personal involvement, not even necessarily once you've reached these leadership roles, because that's sort of what hopefully teachers are aspiring to when they get into these organizations. But over the years and your personal involvement as a member before even becoming part of the leadership, like what have you gained from being a member of your state language organization? Jenny, let's start with you. Becoming part of your state organization lets you find the people to whom you gravitate most for PD. Some schools are really small. You might be a department of two or one. So you don't have those common minds, those common language teacher minds to bounce ideas off of, to collaborate with. So by joining an organization like Nicefeld or Mafla, you get more like-minded um, teachers and who are in the same boat teaching the same grades, the same languages, and being able to really have deep, insightful conversations about what you're doing in your classroom. Mm -hmm. I think that's been one of the biggest benefits. Mm -hmm. And there tends to be a similar demographic because you're teaching, you know, regionally in the same area. So you're working in similar towns and cities. So it's not necessarily like you are connecting through Twitter or a Facebook group there also working with your same state standards, perhaps, right, which are different in New York than they would be in, say, Kentucky or Louisiana, right? Yeah. So 
so Mike, what has been your personal gains and experiences being a member over the years? <clears throat> Similar. And I've, I've typically worked in larger world language departments, but even in a larger world language department, you have a blend of people's different skill levels, but also investment in their job. And I've, I've worked with people that were really into their jobs and some not so much over the years. And I always found that going to local and state conferences, I felt like I landed on planet Earth for a little bit, like, like Jenny said, with like-minded people. And if I wasn't getting the support that I needed from my colleagues or from my school, the amount of resources that I was able to bring back, not only for myself, but to share with my colleagues have been incredible. In fact, my method of teaching, I don't want to go too much into weeds on this, but it, it shifted as a result of being professionally involved. I came from a school where we used a textbook and that's how I learned how to teach. And I have to say, it did teach me how to teach. It helped me with, with timing and forecasting and planning of differentiating and things like that. But I also was losing my students at the same time. Um, getting professionally involved not only connected me to my state organization, but to some national organizations that offered different approaches to teaching. And I'm thankful for that. Can you both think back to maybe the first time you attended a NISAFELT event? Maybe not specifically exactly what happened there, but were there connections that happened there or were there experiences where you're like, oh, okay, I, I'm going to do my teaching a little differently because of this? My first NISAFELT conference was 2008 or nine. It wasn't for a while because I just didn't have the funds or the time to go. But my department had applied and won one of the scholarships for FLESS departments. And part of the award was go present about what you want to do. So way back in the day, we had your learning audacity and being able to get our students talking and learning more. So I zoomed out, I think it was Rochester at the time, and presented on audacity, the program and how you could use this in the classroom on the different grade levels. I just remember coming out of the room and feeling that sense of oh, people were excited about what I was saying, and they were excited about where they were going next. And they were talking to each other about what we do. And what they had just heard, which in a school with your department that you see all the time doesn't generally happen. And I remember Mary Holmes coming up and saying, have you met so-and-so? You met so-and-so. Oh, you have to come over. You have to come over. And like literally dragging me by the hand to go meet other people that she knew I could connect with from around the state and whatnot. So there was this great feeling of I'm getting PD that means something. And it's not just sit and get from a assistant superintendent who has your best interests but doesn't necessarily know what you need and getting to know people who are in the same path of their teaching career and wanting to get more involved and, and become a better teacher. How about you, Mike? Yeah, I think my first event was the Knights of Felt Summer Institute, which at that time was called the Skidmore Institute. It was Skidmore College, which is in Saratoga Springs. And I had known the Albany area. It was really easy to get there. So like, yeah, I'll go and do that. And this was like summer camp for teachers. And I had just never experienced that. And I'm glad I went there first because it was more intimate than like a big state conference. And I got to know all of the Knights of Felt rock stars in a very short period of time. So by the time I went to Nicefelt, which I think was Rochester that following year, I, I knew a lot of people. But immediately, and I've, I sense it now as executive director, I'm sure Jenny senses it now, that when you find people that are actually interested in being there and interested in their profession, you're instantly thinking, what can they do for us? And those conversations already started. So I'd say within a year of that conference, I was already presenting workshops. And then I'm on a planning committee. 
And then before you know it, I had done some work with my local organization. At, at this point, I'm in the capital region. So the capital organization of language teachers, cult, not cult, <laughs> cult, they asked me to be like the secretary, vice president, president, and so on. And then when a board position popped open and NYSA felt, I, I ran and joined the team that way. But I wanted to talk about really quickly, my first NYSA felt annual conference. I just remember walking away, being blown away by all of the information that just was not available in my textbook or back at my school. But I remember walking away, being amazed by all of the out-of-the-box ideas that you could never get from the resources that I had at my fingertips. Mm -hmm. The excitement that comes from being at language teacher events yeah. is incredible. And I... I'm hoping that this happens at English teacher conferences and social <laughs> studies conferences. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I'm not there. So I can only speak from my own experience of having been around language teachers. But when it comes to just the generosity and you can't help, but maybe you don't go back to your classroom and try everything you learned at this conference, but you go back feeling inspired. And sometimes that's just the, the very first and most important thing right there. I, I don't know other area teachers that come back and will tell other colleagues outside of their areas, like, what happened? Mm -hmm. My friends now know when I go away, they're like, okay, so how was it? It must have been great. Tell us all mm -hmm. about it. And they don't teach what I teach, but they want to know because they can see how inspired I become. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes maybe that's lacking in the PD that comes from school. Not mm -hmm. that they don't try, mm -hmm. but... It's a different beast. It's a different animal. Yeah. Well, it's also specific. It's specific to language teachers. It's not trying to be all-encompassing, overarching of all the mm -hmm. subject areas. So and there's definitely the, the challenge with that. I had PD in my school today, and it was for everyone. And so you have to find the way to make it applicable to your language classroom when that happens. Whereas when we're at the state language associations, they're very specific to our needs, yeah. right? So speaking of that, and the specific needs that are filled by our language associations, what does being a member of NYSA felt in particular, and again, I don't want to just say, hey, everyone, this is NYSA felt, although I think you have a wonderful organization and are on the forefront and you do wonderful work. But just sort of in general, what types of things are being offered to memberships as an enticing way? Anyone who's listening, you should look for your state language organizations. Absolutely. There's, I mean, there's a lot that comes with it. I mean, one of the one of the, the the main things that's it's free to our members are monthly virtual workshops. We used to call them webinars. And having the ability to travel to not just state conferences but national and regional conferences, we meet these rock stars that. Like you said, they want to share their knowledge, and we have a wonderful slate of presenters each month going through the spring. And if you're a member of NYSA Felt, that comes at no extra charge. What comes not necessarily free, but definitely at a reasonable rate as a member would, again, would be access to our annual conference. We do pretty much each region in the state does a local conference, and there's a benefit to being a NYSA Felt member as well as a, a member of your, your local regional organization for in-person conferences. And then there's things like we have publications. We do a regular newsletter and um, several times a year we have our Language Association Journal, which is a professional publication. In fact, one's coming out soon. And 
I think the most important thing that we, we kept highlighting over the course of the conversation is that ability to network, but also have a voice. We're in a really, really unique situation in New York State with the revision of our New York State standards, but also we have a past NYSEFELT president who is our state ed associate at the state who, you know, sometimes teachers don't get along with their state education people. Sometimes decisions are made that are not in favor of, of what we believe, but we have a partnership with the state education department right now where we're working hand in hand, mm-hmm. rolling out our new standards, which are, which are pretty much aligned with the actual standards and providing PD. They come to our conferences. We go to theirs. They provide us resources. We provide them resources. And it, it's giving both organizations a, a chance to get their message out to teachers in the state, but also to our members and potential members. So the piece that I'll bring up because I, like I said, my department had gotten one are the scholarships and awards that you can apply for scholarships to attend our annual conference or our summer institute. We also have awards that are handed out at our annual conference for those stellar individuals that you feel deserve recognition that are come from nominations for members to be able to recognize the great work that your colleagues that they've done on a daily basis for the last few years. I wanted to jump in and say that I was a recipient of the travel scholarship to Spain back in 2011. My Spanish is is pretty good, but back then it was okay. And I have to say that the ability to travel and spend time overseas and build my skills no, no doubt helped my performance in school, but also Jenny mentioned scholarships. And we offer the FLESS program scholarship. If you're in a place where you're, you're, you're fearful of your programs being cut or, or altered, it's a great way to promote your, your program and give some good PR back to your district. And that's, that, that would be offered to if you're a member of our association as well. So I wanted to actually piggyback on that because I'm curious to know if you can go a little further. You had spoken about partnering with the Department of Ed in the state of New York and the new standards, and then this advocacy for FLESS programs. So outside of the individual members experience, what is a language association like NYSEFELT doing in terms of advocacy beyond the individual teachers that are members, but in the larger language community? What's going on there? I was just talking about this because we have two felt NYSA legends that chair our public advocacy committee, Barb Patterson and Marie Campanero. And when I took on this organization, this role, they could be their own organization with the amount of work that they do to advocate. They do letter writing campaigns. There, There's a mechanism to, you know, they'll help you find out who your local politicians are to reach out to them and, and write directly to them. But whatever our causes are, they will take the ball and run with it. And then they have a committee with people from all across the state, and they will meet at this at, at their annual meeting to continue to plan and get ideas. So Mike mentioned committees, which are another big part of your language associations that, again, allow you this smaller niche of people that have a common goal that you might also have. Maybe you teach higher ed. So you might join this committee in order to get a better idea of what's happening across the state. The same thing with FLESS and early language advocacy. I would love, as the president, right, I would love to see people come and get involved and help shape what the organization is. Because we can only do, as an organization, what we think teachers need, right? So if you're a member, be an active member. Be someone that's going to bring something and contribute to what we do. 
So it's wonderful to be hearing specifically as an example what the state of New York is doing and what Nicefeld's doing. And I'm curious to know with your collaborations with other states, if you're seeing similar things happening and how you work sort of along state lines to help with advocacy and teacher professional development. Well, New York's a big state, so we share a lot of borders with other states. One that comes to mind for me always is that Berkshire eastern part of the state that we border both Massachusetts and Connecticut. And because I live so close and I was a cult member at heart, I've attended cults conference for their member rate because I'm a member of my own state organization. So I can attend events at another state because I'm a state member myself. Down by New Jersey, you know, we have New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, New York right there. So if there's an event that's in your area, but not your state, ACTFL is encouraging state reciprocity to be able to attend across state lines. If you're a member of your own state, you can attend other state professional development opportunities for those rates, which I think is a a great benefit to Mm -hmm. being a part of a state association. Yes, I live on the North Shore of Boston, so I'm only about 45 minutes to an hour from the New Hampshire border. So I go to the NALT, the New Hampshire Association conference every year. I like to present there. It's it's fairly local, you know, and that happens. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely talking about New England states. You could fit all the New England states and a lot of other states. So it's easy to say across state lines here in this area, but I've definitely taken advantage of that. So when it comes to the teacher in the classroom, and a lot of times we think, yes, I personally myself, I've been in the classroom for 26 years, and I know what that feels like. And we have 41 years between the two of you. And it's sort of, yes, I'm highly involved in my language association. I understand the benefits of it. So can we talk a little bit to those early teachers, those teachers that have been maybe in the classroom for a couple of years? What is your advice to them to get involved? Like if they want to present at a conference, is that even something they can do? What do you want to say to them, Mike? You absolutely can. And I think if we're having this conversation, the person is already interested. So we've probably hooked them in a little bit. But if they're hesitant because of they feel like they don't have something to offer or if they're nervous about presenting, I'll remind them, well, you present every day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In my case, five times a day to a very challenging audience. But if they um, were to attend a conference, seeing workshops is is certainly a, a first step to see how people conduct workshops. I would recommend anyone get involved because we do have, at least our organization has a diversity and equity and inclusion committee, which includes things like experience and age. And if it's an organization that is primarily made up of people that have been working in the field for 20 plus years, that might not be attractive to our younger teachers. And the opposite is true. If we only involve the people that are fresh out of college or new teachers, then maybe some of our more experienced members would no longer be interested. I think the important thing is to have a blend a blend of people. And I, I very much welcome our newest teachers to get involved. They're learning the content that we're trying to promote. Where I know when I went to my methods courses, We weren't talking about the standards that we're currently using. I know when I had a student teacher, my student teacher was was told you have to have these types of lesson plans and use these standards. And at that point, I was not that familiar with them. So I think the 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 newer voices are very important to have at these events. Yeah, excellent. So Jenny, to finish this conversation and to entice all these, whether you've been in the classroom for many years or you're a new teacher just hearing about this. What is your plug for language associations and how do they even find them to join? If you're a new teacher, if you're 
halfway through your career, if you're even at the end, we want to include you as part of a family of language teachers. We are here to support each other. It's not just getting the PD that we talked about. It's not just having a webpage to go get resources for advocacy. It's about finding those like minds and finding your people, right? Finding teachers that still want to be inspired and are curious about the new things going on and just want to have that larger community outside of their one, two, or 12-person department, just those Mm -hmm. same faces. If you don't know about your language association in your state, just put in your state with language association or language organization and something will pop up. Mm -hmm. You will find it. (laughs) So now what I would like to know is where two individuals like you who are so excited about teaching and language associations are continuing to find your inspiration from. So Mike, where are you getting inspired from every day when you get up and you keep doing this work, leading this organization? I can't name a particular book or a particular organization that that I have to say is the one, but I think I have my hands in a lot of things. I, I try to get to whatever events I can. And out of the pandemic, we found new ways to connect with each other that make it even easier to, you know, we're all in each other's homes right now to connect and continue to learn from each other. How about you, Jenny? Where's your inspiration coming from? Actful was just a couple weeks ago in Boston. I was excited to see some friends from, I want to say far off lands from states that haven't been crossed since pre-pandemic. You know, some of those superstar names that don't come around regionally or locally, But I had the biggest squeals and biggest hugs whenever I saw a fellow New Yorker coming through that Mm -hmm. I had just seen last month at our state conference, or maybe I'd seen online at a virtual workshop. But I we had the most excitement in talking about what did we see, what did what what have you been to, what was good, sitting down at lunch together, having those people just kind of show up in the huge space that is Actful. If you if you want to go to a conference, go to Actful because that's mm-hmm. a whole nother ballgame. Yeah, but so being able to sit down with them and, and lunch and hash things out with others who know your state standards and know what's coming down the pike from Stata and things like that. Mm-hmm. That was really inspirational to have that with them. Mm-hmm. My second thing is that also during pandemic, I got into podcasts. And I will say that Joshua keeps me company on my drives in <laughs> once a week. Another one, Michelle Ola of Language Lounge. It's not mm-hmm. very programmed. It's very conversational. And it's it's very good language teacher on the go PD. Mm-hmm. Now that we know how you are inspired, we want to pull the teacher curtain back a little bit and the leadership curtain back a little bit and get to know you as the wonderful human beings that you are and more as friends than teachers and colleagues by playing my little game of this or that, as long as you're up for it. You up for it? Yes. So I I sometimes choose these based on if I know the people, but we'll see what happens here. So I'm going to start with you, Mike. Are you a vacation kind of person or are you a staycation kind of person? Vacation. Uh Since our honeymoon, we have fallen in love with cruises and my husband is a cruise addict. So whenever, whenever we can, and it's not about the place so much. He's fascinated with the boats. So if it's a new boat and it has lots of fun things to do, we're going on that boat. How about you, Jenny? Staycation or vacation? Oh, take me away. A vacation. Take me <laughs> as far from where I live as possible. <laughs> okay. All right. Where's your most recent vacation, Ben, that gave you that opportunity? 
Um, my family, we went to, well, we went to visit family, but we went to outside of Naples, Italy. We ended up there last summer. Oh, wow. Excellent. Do you speak some Italian? I do a little bit. It's the dialect of Naples. Mm -hmm. And when we go to the beach and they try to barter with my husband and his family, they give them all the prices that they're the lowest because you don't fight the the people from Naples. Apparently, mm-hmm. the next one. I'm going to start with you this time, Jenny. Are you town or country? Are you urban or, or rural? I like to visit the city, but I'm a. I, I think I'm a rural girl at heart. Uh-huh. I like open space. I like no neighbors. Yeah. Do you live in a rural area? I live within an apple orchard. Oh, okay. That's pretty rural. Pretty rural. <laughs> Yeah, living in an orchard. I do not live in an orchard. So you win. You win with that one. How about you, Mike? Town or country? Let me ask my neighbor that's 10 feet away. (laughs) We're more town slash city. We're just Mm -hmm. outside of Albany. And we we actually just moved to the suburbs, but we chose this place, North Greenbush, because it's walkable. There's a Starbucks right over there. It's great. Starbucks. Well, I, urban or rural, as long as there's a Starbucks, I'm good. Or as I call it, headquarters. Yeah. <laughs> yes, excellent. <laughs> oh, good. So I'm. Um, I know that there are going to be listeners that would like to connect with you. So Jenny, if they want to connect with you and learn more about your teaching or ask you some more questions, how can they get in touch with you? So I'm most active on Twitter usually around conferences, but I try to keep up whenever I can, which my handle is JL underscore Delph. Mm-hmm. And then if I, I talk in a lot of groups on Facebook and I'm Jenny KD on Facebook. And how about you, Mike Mitchell? How are we going to get in touch? I'm more of an observer when it comes to professional networks on social media, but I highly recommend that you you do follow Safelt, N-Y-S-A-F-L-T on all of the social media, Twitter, Instagram. Of course, there's there's our, our website you can visit and we share, we share all sorts of great things. And we're connected to a lot of the organizations and, and resources that Jenny mentioned. Okay. And if excellent. you email info at nicefelt.org, either Mike will answer or he will put you in touch with someone who knows an answer about anything that we talked about before we say our goodbyes i like to leave our listeners with a hearty piece of advice so if you have something you would like to share whether that's about language associations or just teaching life in general what is something that you would like to leave with our listeners jenny how about you all you have to do is ask there are no stupid questions so if you see somebody at conference be like so can I help with the volunteers over there, what they do? I'm kind of interested in getting involved. I don't know how. Just ask. Help and and having a member who wants to be involved, we would never turn them away. Welcome to the club. Any advice, Mike? I have a very simple model that I say often. It's, It's be where you are when you're there. So if you're at work, try to be at work. If you're at home, try to be at home. When you're trying to run a not-for-profit organization, try to be there because sometimes if you're mixing those, you're not doing a good job at any at either one of them or any one of them. So try and, and kind of compartmentalize your life out a little bit and find time to be in each of those spaces. Thank you very much, Mike Mitchell and Jenny Delfini, for sharing your experiences about being leadership members in your state language organization and for teaching us about everything that language organizations have to offer. Really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. What are your takeaways from that conversation with Jenny Delfini and Mike Mitchell? 
I have so much respect for the support and resources that state language teacher associations provide to the teachers in their states. Hopefully, you are reinvigorated to get involved with yours or inspired to join. Be sure to check out the show notes to connect with Jenny Delfini, Mike Mitchell, and Nysafelt. You'll also see the link to sign up for Talking Points, my weekly email newsletter with tips and resources for language teachers. There are also links to get in touch with me if you'd like to work together, either in person in your school or remotely. I will talk to you soon. Bye for now. You've been listening to the World Language Classroom Podcast. Be sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening so you don't miss a single episode. Let's continue the conversation on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at WL Classroom. You can also see over 250 blog posts about language teaching at, you guessed it, wlclassroom.com.